You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Patrick, what's up in Twinsville down there in Fort Myers? What do you got? Uh, the uh, boys in Northport today, I went there uh, two days ago. That was often an eye. That was most, uh, no, I went there uh, Tuesday. They were there Tuesday. Nice ballpark, $139 million for the Braves. And, uh, but I, I did not uh, make the return trip today. I had other duties to take care of. Uh, they're back here. No, where are they Saturday? They're, uh. Are they back here Saturday? I guess they're back here Saturday and on Sunday. Not much going on. There was a re- rumor. Is there anything updated today? There was a rumor that Andrelton was in town going through COVID protocol. Oh, I haven't seen that. No. I was going to oh. ask you uh, because. Nobody would confirm it. No one confirm it. But uh, that was last night that there was speculation on that. I haven't checked today. So, But uh, I think we should have like a big celebration. Should we? A big, like welcome home party or some damn it was thing. something for him my god we're what two weeks two weeks in a yeah. week and a half in whatever it is now no a couple weeks just wondering if he was healthy and i keep repeating curacao is a dutch uh you know it's a dutch it's like puerto rico in the united states it's a dutch dutch property if you're if you're a curacao and you're a dutch citizen how the hell can it be that hard to get a Dutchman across the border, for God's sake? It's not. Know, there's, there's something going on here beyond uh, beyond uh, beyond uh, visa problems. I don't know what it is, but there's something. Going Derek on. and Thad would be the fir- and Rocco would be the first to tell you, Pat. If there was anything going on, they would be they would tell you right away. I'm sure. So, has anyone gotten? I haven't been done it. Has anyone gotten Derek to comment on the Mickey Calloway situation? I haven't seen any comment from Derek, him, no. I'm Derek, sure he won't. Uh, you know, Derek was the pitching guru of the front office, and I'm sure he had dealt with him. Well, I'm not suggesting he do anything, but it is interesting that uh, the uh, Indians uh, the Indians apparently knew a lot more about uh, Mickey's predatory ways than, uh, than uh, they told us they did, you know. But, you know, five years ago in baseball, if, if it wasn't, grabbing some it was just suggestive remarks so it was probably uh you know what were the 70s like <laughs> what were the 80s like i don't know <laughs> i I'm mean glad my... there were, i'm glad there weren't cell phones but some of us were drunken bars you know so uh, i yeah i yeah it's it's incredible but it's you know it's it's always been embarrassing and louts like this you know i mean it's so you've, you've seen it and through the years and you didn't you know in the 80s you probably didn't yeah boy he's acting like a jackass but you didn't really there weren't enough women around to, to you know even in front offices even as employees there weren't enough women around to to see a whole lot of it right. you don't know you don't know what was going away 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 from the the ballpark. Billy so. Martin and bars. That would have been Ooh. interesting to see the whole thing and not yeah, just. But I think Billy was more interested in hitting men <laughs> than hitting on. 
I think he was more interested in punching somebody than actually. Uh, his players included, right? Norman. Was it Boswell? I, I said his players included. Lindale AC. Lindale AC uh, in uh, Detroit, uh, what, like downtown Detroit after the riot. And uh, there wasn't much going on down there. And that was the drinking man's bar. There's a dump of a bar. I was in there two or three times. But apparently, Allison, it must have been a day game. Allison was drunk. And he and Boswell got into it. And Boswell punched out Allison because Allison was more overserved than Boswell was. And, and Billy was a big buddy of Allison's. They hunted pheasants together and stuff like that. So Billy got him outside, and Boswell was drunk. And I think Boswell was wearing a sport coat. And the legend is he wrapped the sport coat. You know, he got his arms tied up on him. Like a hockey jersey, coat. yeah. Uh, and then punch, punched him like boom, 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 boom. Billy had apparently, a, he was a good puncher. You know, he had kind of sharp. Fist and knuckles, and uh, he he when he hits you, he cuts you. And here's what's amazing: I think Arno Gaithel and Tommy Breyer were the beat guys. You know, they had a minute guy from the Minneapolis Star too. I don't know if it was Max Nichols then or not, but they they don't like let Boswell come out of his hotel. It was a start of a road trip, I think. They don't let Boswell come out of his hotel, but he was supposed to pitch and he didn't pitch. Pretty soon, somebody, Frank Willis, he was his roommate. Pretty soon, they see him walking around the hotel. He's got these bruises and cuts and stuff. So I think they're flying him back to Minnesota. And they finally, they came to the guys and basically asked them to sit on it. And they, they, uh, they did for a couple of days. They didn't reveal it. And then I think Breyer finally wrote it in the, in the Star Tribune, in the Tribune in the morning that, uh, when when he missed his start, I think, I think they ended up writing it. But they kind of sat on it for two days, even though they knew it had happened. It'd be tweeted half hour after it happened. Now, oh God, somebody'd be there watching. Rosenthal it. would break it from like get yeah, a call yeah, from somebody. Somebody. Well, the odds would be. Well, here's the difference, though. Back then, there was a good chance somebody, some sports writer, was in the bar drinking with them. But now that doesn't happen. Which is, by the way, a true shame, because the best time to get information in our business is no question when you're drinking with executives and players, because when they start to drink, they start to talk. One of uh, my uh, favorite events in the uh, in my ball writing days, 1974 to 78, full timer, the executive house in Chicago which had a bar that was the size of a small living room upstairs. And Fowler and I were up there because they stayed open later than the, like the two. And Blue Moon Odom was up there. But he was in town with I don't know who. And basically, Blue Moon and Fowler and I were singing songs together at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Hammered as could be. I don't know what we were singing, but I'm sure that. But I had my arm around Blue Moon. It was it was pretty good for a boy from Fulda hanging out with Blue Moon Odom hammered at two thirty in the morning. That was a nickname too. Oh, it was you know, okay. and you know they they just made it up. Finley just made those up. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he catfish hunter. He named up. He came up because he found out he was from Mississippi or someplace. And he had catfish, 
And then Blue Moon, I don't know what, what that came from. I don't know where he's from. But maybe Blue Moon over Miami or, you know, something. Wow. And he just made those names up just because he wanted to. He rushed both of them to the big leagues because he paid big money for them. And then he just made up these nicknames and they stuck one of their pretty good nicknames, you know. Blue Moon's so, outstanding. Blue Moon's It's great. one of the greatest ones I've heard. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, Blue Moon was the uh, was the uh, was was a great guy, but I, the next time I ran into him, I don't think he remembered that we were <laughs> drinking together. You know, but <laughs> the executive house though was uh, that's the site of my favorite uh, baseball writing afternoon story when I I uh, was you know went out and had a bunch of drinks and then was going to write my afternoon story on the typewriter right back in the typewriter days and send it in and the phone went off and at like six o'clock six fifteen in the morning the pioneer uh, the dispatch wanted to know where my story was and i had my head on the type the head was like on the little crease there in the typewriter and i woke up and as i'm getting up i know what it is and i'm praying that the thing is like half written yep you know because i can't remember yep and I look up and all i got is by Patrick Ricey, dispatch sports writer, Chicago, Dateline. No, not a word. I can't, I gotta go back and find out who won. I thought what I was gonna write, and that was when you send it in on the Xerox machine. You know, yeah. So you could, if you were really smart, you could triple space on the typewriter. And then set the machine so it set one page for six minutes instead of four minutes. So I said, oh, you didn't get that? Give me a minute here. <laughs> Typed up. You'd only get about eight lines on a page. And you'd send. Then they'd be calling saying, you don't have to. You can send it faster. I said, don't worry about it. Mom. I, had, I had six minutes to write the next page and send it. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think you've told me that one. <laughs> that was a. That was a. That maybe I should have quit drinking then instead of <laughs> years later or something. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was a. That was a beauty. That was that might have been the night we were drinking with Blue Moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what else is going on down there with the twins? You got anything? So what was there any? I haven't looked. Any yeah. follow up on the Parisi scandal today or not? And really, not much more because I mean he he talked about it. Uh, they talked about it. He sat out, so he, he's going to play tonight against the uh, Coyotes for sure. So, we got to be home here for a month, don't we? Soon here, I think it's coming on Monday. Vegas comes back. Are they to- still not home? No, they're in Arizona right now. So they I- haven't played at home since they came back, have they? Yep, uh, just a couple times. Yeah. The Kings, back to back. So, so Vegas yeah. comes to town on Monday, and I think they're home like seven of their next ten after that. So they'll be, they'll, they, yes, there will be a run of games here in St. Paul. And they're probably playing them in about a 10-day period, too. They yes. Must be oh, it's all, yes. They've got to be hitting the back-to-backs here pretty soon. Back-to-back or day off at the most. I, I think they don't have a, I think they don't have more than two consecutive, or more than one day off now until the end of this month. How many COVID games they have to make up? Four or five? Uh, I think they missed six games total, and they've made up a few Ooh. of them already. But the Parisi oh, thing, happen. the Parisi thing, Pat, I was all for him. I thought it was great. I know you were. Loved you liked it. Guy hockey. You like, you know, Torts would have done the same thing. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, hell Tor- yeah. Torts would have bought him out in a second. No, Torts would have just benched yeah. his ass. In- Let me say this again. I keep saying it. People look at Suter and Parisi, and you didn't get a long playoff run out of it. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. You and I both came in there on July 4th, 2012. Yep. This franchise was going in the tank. Mm-hmm. Their ticket sales had gone in the toilet. Their, uh, that was the Yo, wasn't that the Yo team that was the best in the league the first 30 games and didn't score a goal the last 52? Through right. December of that year. Seven. Yes. They were first in the league. Won, I think they won seven of their last 52. Yep. I remember looking that up. And they were losing. They had the people had stopped coming that spring, and they were. I mean, I've had people from the organization tell me they might have gone down to twelve thousand season tickets from sixteen mm-hmm. and signed those two guys. And even though they that was during a lockout, when they came back, I think when you look like two of the first three games after the lockout didn't sell out, and then they sold out for five years. You know. It so was, they got their, no matter what they tell you, they got their money back from these two guys. It, it was the greatest free agency day in the history of pro sports in this state, and will be forever. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, it will too, because it just came out of nowhere. I mean, if you can get me to drive in to talk about hockey on a Fourth of July, <laughs> you, a, you flipped the switch on basically too. That was the uh, best part. What? I said you, you drove in and basically flipped the switch on to go on air because, as I recall, it was a best of. It was July 4th, yes. so we were running a bunch of best of, and we yeah. both came in. And yeah, it was great. But I do think the fact that they had the guts to scratch a guy like this shows that they were finally fed up with all of the old BS they had put up with. So, Well, I mean, he's uh, apparently he and, uh, he and Suter are both do their own deal guys. So, mm-hmm. but I, to me, if you think you're trying to get him mad enough to accept the trade, I think I, I don't know, but just observing him from a distance, he's a stubborn SOB. He just, if you want him to do a, he's going to do B is what I'm saying. You know, don't you think? I think, I mean, well, I think he would accept a trade. The problem is, Right now, who's taking that contract? Yeah, not nah, nah, well, nobody. Right. Probably nobody's, nobody's got any money, especially when he's not doing anything. What is he? Thirty-four? Thirty-six? Oh well, yeah. Well, then I guess that's not happening. No. And I don't think in the NHL you can do the like the you can't do like the baseball and we're going to pay half, right? I mean that that doesn't. Oh, work, defer- right? I don't know how much you can take on, but yeah, no, it, it wouldn't help. But I mean, still, like the contract has a bunch of time left. I don't think yeah. he gets traded. I just like the fact that they finally did something that didn't basically kowtow to these guys. So. Well, what what's your read on this guy after a few months, Everson? I think he does a very good job of of directing Bill Guerin's team. That's my read. Is that right? Yeah, I think Bill Guerin pull, pulls the strings, and Dean Dean's fine, but I don't think that this is – I don't think Dean does a thing like this with, without Bill's – Signing off and maybe suggesting it, which I'm told is wrong, oh, yeah. but I still I'm don't sure buy it. I just, I just wondered about, you know, I you know, hockey. What what in game is there anyway? I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's. I think, uh, unless you know, what you set up is your strategy before the game and the neutral, the jocks crap <laughs> and all that stuff. 
I don't think it's a I don't think it's a big game for adjustments, do you? It's what you got. Line changes and stuff, but yeah. But the power play, Pat, is just still yeah, atrocious. But, what, what decks? Five for five yeah, for sixty six? Five for seventy two It's awful. Why? I don't know. You don't I mean Caprisov, Fiala, I have no idea. It's terrible. Has anybody gotten the boots to talk? Did anybody talk to the boots? Russo's talked to him a couple times, and he's on. He's doing uh, yeah. T- TV, TV now. I, yeah, I, I saw him. Alfred Hitchcock. Yes, remember those? Oh yes. Those? yes. He is Alfred. What he? <laughs> Good the evening. Alfred Hitchcock profile. You're right. Oh my he, God. But and they always have him standing profile. I'm always waiting for. Waiting for the Alfred Hitchcock. Good evening. Yeah, you're right. He does. That'd be great. Pat, too. On, pro, on profile, he's Alfred Hitchcock. Pat, too, with all these, you know, Daryl Sutter just took over in Calgary, former Kings coach. Oh, God almighty. Last night. The unhappiest man in hockey. Seriously. And win the cup, he smiled for five minutes. And then uh, and, and then bring it back to Bruce. I mean, he is one of the favorites to get the Seattle job. I think that'd be a great, great gig for him if he got Seattle. That or Buffalo? One of those two. Buffalo is playing terrible, huh? Oh, oh God, yeah. They're, Aren't they supposed to be pretty good? No, nah, not really, but not yeah. this bad. They are a mess. They're awful. Yeah. yeah. That one I never told you about when I went to the Souter farm, did I? No, I don't think so. Uh, in Viking. When, the, uh, when we were having the uh, <laughs> semifinal series, it was the Western Conference Finals, right? Yeah. Edmonton and, the, and, the, and Bill Mahoney's Boras North Stars. Or, 84, I think. Sure, yeah. And the first night, it's seven to nothing. <laughs> Remember that, and yeah, and each Edmonton goal is 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 uh, celebrated with polite applause from the crowd. You know, it was an old hockey crowd. Everybody followed the puck. You could see sixteen thousand heads following the puck, and they'd score and they'd they'd applaud like you would at the end of a good movie. You know, <laughs> and because uh, they were so used to it that there was none of this crazy nonsense. But I rode. I drove out to Viking, Alberta, on the day off to see uh, to see the Sutter family. I, uh, uh, I mean, Sutter family, Sutter, right? Yep. They, Sutter. And I met Gracie, mom, and but dad wouldn't come in off the plow, and uh, he was outside. And Mike was there, the the one son who didn't make it to the NHL. Yeah. But saw the barn where they all play boot hockey and the whole thing. And then I stopped in the bar in town and uh, talked to this couple of crusty old guys drinking in there. The one guy gave me the line. He says, you know, we always wanted to have uh, Gracie Sutter, uh, Sutter have a, uh, a baby with Wayne Gretzky's father. Then you could have a superstar who went in the corner. <laughs> An old hockey mentality there in Viking, Alberta. But that was uh, yeah. What awesome. six six kids played, right? Six, five of them, six sons, five of them played in the NHL. Jeez, Mike did. Mike, Mike, the oldest did. I think he played pro hockey, but he didn't play in the. Gretzky's NHL. dad died, Pat, last night. Oh, oh, really? Walter oh, just amazing. died. Wow. 83, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to, when Tiger was having all his problems, I was talking about the greatest athlete 
and I'm not talking about athletic ability, meaning the greatest athlete I've ever covered in his sport, you know, in his sport. Sure. And and I didn't cover much of Gretzky, but I decided Tiger over Gretzky because Gretzky was surrounded by Curry and you know all those other guys. And in golf it's just you. Right. But so I mean when you look at Gretzky's numbers it's absolutely phenomenal. But that I mean when the power play they had, for instance, that year they played the North Stars in the finals was you know what was it? Anderson played the point, right? Didn't he play the point with Curry? Didn't they move him out there? And, I don't remember. Yeah, it, no, Coffee played. Had, it, it was co- it was Coffee played one of the points. Yeah, Coffee played Coffee one did. of the points, but Anderson. And, yeah, Glenn might have played. Yeah, then they had Curry, Messier, and Gretzky were the lines, and Anderson played the the other point. The puck would go. And, and Grant <laughs> and Grant Fear and goal got zero support. <laughs> no. He'd give up six goals, and it, it'd yeah. be a good game because they won nine to six, and the defense wouldn't come back for Grant Fear. It was incredible. Well, was, but it was great because, I mean, hockey then was, okay, let's go. Yep. Let's get five goals. Let's get five goals and win this game. Now we say, now giving up a goal, getting beat is the greatest crime in that game, you know. I I don't like the fact that I like games when the when the North Stars were good in the eighties, the the game was to score goals, not to prevent goals. Yep. You know, it was a better game. Yeah. Although not as fast as they are now and all those things. But uh uh I you know, the 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 as all as all other sports have gotten more offensive hockey, even though it's gotten a little better lately, has still gotten terribly defensive. I think, don't you? Yeah, it, it's improved though. That that yeah, it is. That spurt there where Jacques was trapping was some of the biggest <laughs> dreck I've ever seen. And that 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 last uh, Stanley Cup final <sighs> between Calgary and Tampa before they lost the, the season right, to the yeah. lockout was unwatchable. The, well, it was unwatchable. I cover the two first two games in Detroit that year when they were playing the when uh, Jack's New Jersey four asses came in and played them. Oh. And, and God, the old-time hockey writers were mad. They mm-hmm. came there to cover the Stanley Cup. This is terrible! This is Larry terrible. Brooks of the Post hated Jack. And Jack <laughs> hated him. Reason. Yes, because it was absolutely boring. Yeah. And you know what is amazing about it is that uh, Jack was came. That's not what he came from, you know. No, great. No, but he came from talent. Player. He came from talented teams. He basically took guys. I, I mean, he took the '03 Wild team, Patrick, and took them to yeah. the conference finals, and that was just Jack. Yep. Everybody says I don't write hockey. I wrote sixty-one hockey columns and or forty-five hockey columns in fifty days or something in, like that. So. Including in Game One in Vancouver when I think Klatt scored no T and it was literally on deadline. Like deadline was. Oh, no, he scored with two seconds to go. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, get us into overtime at midnight. Yep. At midnight, and I said, "Use the early," and they said, "We already put it inside." Send what you got. And I said, I have the wild one. <laughs> that doesn't work. 
what I have right now. All I can give you is nevertheless. (laughs) However, however, then again, the old old nevertheless. Nevertheless, the wild lost. All right, Pat. So uh, everyone's uh, now conceded that uh, we will have a new basketball coach, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that Penn State came. It's unbelievable. And if I have to read one more time about they have injuries, I know that. It doesn't excuse you getting beat by bad teams this badly. No, it's, it, it is. A, the, the, the amazing thing about this is the quality of the competition. Yes. And an alleged strong conference. So it's uh, it'll be interesting uh, where, which way they go. I don't. I would wait till May 1 and for Eric Musselman's uh, buyout to be 1.5. But uh, and try to hire them, but they won't do that. I don't think it'd be too expensive for them. And I think, I don't know if they want that dynamic of a coach. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. Who knows? You know, he's uh, high maintenance. I think PJ likes being, being the loudest person over there. So. <laughs> anyway. All right, sir. Talk to you uh, Monday for Unchained. Oh, he's gone. Oh, all right. Even better. Wow, did, did he just drop back. off? I think he did. Did he just? Did, I, did it just? I. But we didn't get the goodbye. The goodbye. Goodbye. I'll talk goodbye. to you later. No, I think he dropped off. All right, we are uh, we are done. We'll be back. As I said, uh, if you want more Patrick Royce, Monday we will record Unchained. Patrick uh, giving more thoughts and stories from Fort Myers, where he is down there watching the uh, Twins. Talk to you. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.